Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Summit Church on Wednesday nights, our Bible study on Wednesday nights. You know, last week I talked about the hope of heaven, and we all want to have that blessed hope to know that uh, when we take our last breath here on this earth, that we're going to uh, go to heaven to be with the Lord. How wonderful it, we talked about how wonderful it is and that it's a free gift and it was purchased for us by the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And to receive this gift, this free gift, we just need to repent of our sins, place our, our faith on Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and then the Bible says we need to confess it with our mouth. In other words, we need to be able to say it, you know, that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I believe that Jesus took my sins, he bore my sins on the cross, and he um, purchased my salvation. <clears throat> you know, the Bible says in Romans that we've all sinned. Every single person that's ever lived on this earth has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And in Romans also it says that the wages or the payment for that sin is death. Uh, but then it says the free gift, the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. So uh, God knew the predicament that we were in and that um, sin wasn't acceptable in his heaven. It's not acceptable in his kingdom. So he made a way for us to be cleansed of our sins by the blood of Jesus Christ. In John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into, into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Isn't that love that's just God loving us? Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. See, there's nothing that we can do to earn our salvation. It's through faith in Jesus Christ. And then verse 36, it says, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, which is what we talked about last week, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains in him. Billy Graham said, what more can a loving God do than give his perfect son to pay for man's penalty for breaking his law, disobeying him, and rejecting a savior? What in the world more could God do? He's done everything he can to, to pay for our sins and to redeem us and to make us part of his family. So last week I talked about the hope of heaven, and this week I'm going to talk about what happens when a person never puts their faith and trust in Jesus Christ when they reject him. So I'm titling this, and this is very serious, The Horrors of Hell. So we can either take the hope of heaven or we can take the horrors of hell, and, and I would sure choose heaven over hell. In Dante's Inferno, which when Dante passes through the gate of hell, he reads an ominous inscription, Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. So when we take our last, if we, we're not born again, if we're not a Christian, when we take our last breath, all hope is gone. Now we know that the Inferno was a fictional work, but it illustrates the end of hope. The day a person passes through the gates of hell, all hope is gone. Words for hell in the Bible are, of course, hell, the pit, and then also Hades and Gehenna, which both their meaning is torment. So it's not a good place to go. And then the Bible also talks about the lake of fire, which is the final home for all who have not put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Did you know that Jesus taught more about hell than he did about heaven? 
The Bible describes hell vividly. We all have a chance to go there or to not to go there, and I choose not to go there. And it's not because of anything I've done, it's because of the blood of Jesus Christ. So I'm just going to give you a few uh, descriptions of hell from the Bible. And this will help you understand how important it is not to go to hell. First of all, the Bible talks about hell being an eternal fire. It's a fire that never, never stops. Someone has said very accurately that there are no exit signs in hell. Once you are in hell, there is no way out. In Mark 9:43, Mark 9:43, it says, "If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off, for it is better for you to enter life maim, enter life." They're talking about after you die, enter eternal life maimed, than with two hands and go into hell, where the fire never goes out. See, the fire never stops burning in hell. So it would be better to go into heaven with, or, or leave this earth with one less hand and go to heaven than go into hell. But thank God we don't have to cut our hands off. We don't have to cut anything off that sins. We can put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. You know, when I was in nursing school, uh, part of our rotation was to work in the burn unit. And uh, burns are one of the most devastating injuries a person can have. There's unbelievably excruciating pain. Uh, here on this earth, it takes years and years to recover. People have multiple surgeries, multiple skin grafts. And um, so here on this earth, a burn is not something you would want to get. Only in hell, there's no treatment. There's no recovery. There's just constant eternal burning. In Revelation 20, verse 10, it says, And the devil who deceived them, our people, was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown. They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. So we, we don't want to be in the same place as the devil or the false prophet where torment is happening every single day. And then in verse 15 of the same chapter, if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. So hell is eternal burning, constant burning, burning every single moment of every single day, being in fire and being burned. And that's not good. George Whitfield writes about this awful fire. He said, consider the torment of burning like a livid coal, not for an instant or for a day, but for millions and millions of ages, at the end of which souls will realize that they are no closer to the end than when they first begun, and they will never, ever be delivered from that place. Doesn't that make you just want to cry? Uh, to think that people who just reject Jesus will have to go through this. First of all, I talked about the eternal fire. Now, the second thing is the torment of knowing, if you're in hell, the torment of knowing that your loved ones, the people you love the most, may also be destined for hell. There's a story in Luke 16 that Jesus tells, and he's talking about two specific people. One person went to heaven and one person went to hell. And the person that went to hell is begging, begging, that someone would go and tell his relatives to uh, not go there because it is so bad. So I'm going to read that, Luke 16, 19. 
It says there was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores. And longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table, even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. In hell, the rich man was in torment, and he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus at his side. So he called to him. The rich man is calling from hell. Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. See, there's everlasting fire and it's full of agony. But Abraham replied, son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been fixed so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. So what he's saying is the people in hell can't, can't cross over to heaven and the people in heaven can't cross over to hell. Verse 27, he answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my father's house, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. And he said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. So what this is saying is we have the Bible. Um, Everybody has the Bible to tell us what to do, how to believe, who to put our faith in. And if we don't listen to the very words of God in the Bible, then somebody just coming up from the dead is not going to change our mind. So we need to remember this. We need to remember... um, not only um, that we don't want to go to hell, but we want to share this with our friends, our relatives, so that they're not in hell also. The third thing is the absence of God's presence. In hell, God's presence is absent in a way that it's present everywhere else. It's a total and complete separation from God. Now, I just want you to think of all of the things you know on this earth that have come about because of God. Um, creation, the mountains, the rivers, the, the valleys, the oceans, the birds, the animals, the trees, all of nature, the sun, the moon, the stars, the wind, the air, the love, joy, and peace. All those things are due to the presence of God. And all of those things will be gone in hell. Hell is eternal separation from God. It is having the life sucked out of you forever. In 2 Thessalonians 1, verse 8, 2 Thessalonians 1, verse 8, it says, He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut, shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the majesty of his power. So eternity in hell means being completely shut off from God and his majesty and his power. I can't imagine what an empty, hopeless feeling that would be. In Luke 13, 27, Jesus is speaking. 
And it says, but he, uh, Jesus is teaching a parable and he's uh, talking about uh, people that don't follow him. And he says, I don't know you or where you come from. Away from me, you evildoers. So being in hell is being away from the presence of God. The fourth thing is uh, darkness. Hell is completely and totally dark. Do you know why? Because the light of the gospel is not there. The light of God is not there. In heaven, it talks about that, that God is the light of heaven. God brings about light. In hell, there is no light. You know, we live in a world that's full of light, even in nighttime. We have the, the, the stars and the moon, and we have all the lights of a city. We have electricity. We have candles. We have screens, phone screens, computer screens. We have lights every place. But in hell, there is no light. In Matthew 25, 30, Matthew 25, 30, it says, And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's talking about someone going into hell. In Matthew 8, 12, it says, But the subjects of the kingdom, he's talking about the kingdom of darkness, um, will be thrown outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jude 12 says, These men are blemishes at your love feast, eating with you without the slightest qualm, shepherds who feed only themselves. They are clouds without rain, blown along by the wind, autumn trees without fruit, and uprooted, twice dead. They are wild waves of the sea, foaming up their shame, wandering stars, for whom the blackest darkness has been reserved forever." Oh my goodness, I would not want it said of me that the blackest darkness was reserved for me for eternity. So darkness is one of the trademarks of hell, complete and utter total darkness. The fifth thing is punishment. Hell is full of punishment. It's full of torment. It's considered a prison and there is no rest in hell. Think about the Sounds of multitude, millions or billions of souls in hell continually weeping in sorrow, in total agony, and in regret. Severe pain, severe loneliness, um, thinking about how they didn't have to be there. In Matthew thirteen forty, it says, And the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire. So will it be at the end of the age. <clears throat> the Son of Man will send out his angels... And they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. They will throw them into the fiery furnace, <coughs> excuse me, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. It talks about, excuse me, gnashing of teeth. You know, you've heard of people that grind their teeth or grind their teeth at night. Well, this is a constant grinding of teeth together because of, because of the severe torment, the severe anxiety, the severe uh, emotional torment that is there in heaven. In Revelation 14.10, it says, <coughs> excuse me, he will be tormented with burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment rises forever and ever. There is no rest, day or night, for those who worship the beast in his image are for anyone who receives the mark of his name. These are all people who are not following Christ. It says that the smoke of their torment rises forever and ever.
Sorry, I had to go get a drink of water. Number six is the cellmates in hell. The things about, thing about hell, terrible horrors of hell. One of the things, number six on my list, is the cellmates that you're with. The other people in hell, it's got to be a horror and a terror. You know, people were made for God. Hell was made for the devil. But if people reject Jesus, they are sentenced to hell. Basically, people who do not believe in hell and who do not believe in the devil are going to end up spending eternal eternity with the devil in hell. And that's such a sad thing. In Matthew 25, 41, it says, Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, and into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. So hell is going to be full of people who reject Christ and full of people who do not have their sins washed away and full of people who are sinners. We have all heard of the horror of people entering prison here on this earth, how they can endure horrible beatings and rapes, um, just terrible conditions can be in jails and prisons. But hell will be much, much worse. Along with the demons and Satan, think about the other people in hell. Along with the average, just average person who rejects Christ, there will be liars, murderers, rapists, child predators, mob and mafia members, extremists, terrorists, backbiters, violent people, prostitutes, adulterers, drunkards, drug addicts, Greedy people, slanderers, swindlers, people who practice witchcraft, jealousy, and on and on and on and on. You know, you've heard said from time to time, oh, well, I'm going to go to hell and I'm just going to have a big drinking party with my buddies. Well, it's not exactly going to be that way. Um, you might not ever see your buddies in hell and um, you will be in, in so great a torment that you won't even be able to think about that. And if you want more on that, you can look at the first first Corinthians six and Galatians five, and it just gives lists of, of sinners that will end up in hell. And they're found all throughout the New Testament. But the good news, the wonderful, precious good news, is although we all have sinned, every one of us has sinned, we can repent and change from a sinner to a child of God, and we can change our destination our eternal destination from hell to heaven. Isn't that wonderful? In Ezekiel 33, verse 11, it says, Say to them, as surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that they turn from their ways and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways. And so God is is calling to you today to turn from your evil ways and turn to the Lord Turn to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Repent of your sins and put your faith and your trust in him and make heaven your eternal home. You know, I haven't even touched the surface of how horrible hell is and all the horrors of hell. I haven't even been able to touch the surface. And um, I don't even want to know all the bad things that go on in hell. Um, But... You can live with the hope of heaven instead of having hell in your future by doing the things that I said. Well, I hope this, uh, this talk, this sermon that I've, I've given you has helped encourage you um, 
If you have never made a decision for Jesus Christ, if you've never put your faith in him, I just encourage you to do that today before another moment passes to uh, ensure your eternal security and start living for God. Start living for Jesus. You will not regret it. Well, if you have made that decision, let us know. We would love to pray for you, and we would love to send you a Bible. So um, send us a note, uh, make a reply, send us a phone call or whatever, and we would love to get in touch with you. Well, um, God bless you, and you have a great week. Bye-bye.